Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sparkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season seven. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the natural, Tracy. And as always, we do have our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. So, of course, with a new season, we have already released the new cover art, which you will have seen on the Instagram. And we also have all new segments to bring you, all new movies to cover. So, needless to say, we are very excited. We're deeming this mom season since it is season yes, number seven. Yes, it's season seven. Yes, exactly. In honor of me. Exactly. And, of course, as you see from the art, this is predominantly taking place during the summer months. So, we did go for a very beachy, islandy, getaway type thing theme super fun and very appropriate for hallmark movies since that tends to be what they bring as well exactly so to kick us off of course we'll start with our new first segment which will be grains of wisdom during this segment mom and i will share our favorite good witch quote or lesson or moment um from the tv series specifically specifically from cassie from cassie i will say i have not finished the series yet neither has mom though mom no. is a lot further I on further. than i am yes. so bear that in mind as we're sharing our little tidbits we promise we won't have any spoilers because we're not even on the last season so that being said mom why don't you kick us off all right so for my grains of wisdom from Cassie, I have one of her great quotes, which is, I believe the right people always show up when you need them most. Ah, uh, that sounds very Cassie. Isn't it just? <laughs> do you believe that, Mom? I do. I figured if you're Absol- picking that quote. Absolutely. <laughs> and that might have something to do with the movie we watch. Oh, that's true. That today. is true. Well, the grains of wisdom I'd like to share with you from Cassie is her emphasis on an episode I watched is you must count the cost before you fight. Ooh, um, this was, of course, one. in regards to Linda and trying to take Nick to China behind oh, Sam's back. Yes, yes, that, that very fun one. episode. Yeah, that, was. that was an excellent <laughs> but one. But I, I do think that's a good thing to think about because sometimes we'll just, well, especially if we're maybe more like Nick, maybe more in Enneagram 8, we'll just go to fight for anything. But sometimes it's really helpful if it's like, okay, is this a battle worth fighting? Am I going to lose more than what I gain if I, you know, win this fight kind of thing? So... Could be the Slytherin nature in him too. Uh, yeah, that's saying. true. I guess you would get that, Mom, wouldn't you? Win and win at all costs, no matter what <laughs> you were even trying to fight for when you were trying to win. Yes. Okay. We bring everything back to either Hogwarts House or Enneagram numbers. Exactly. It's just who we are. Ties in. <laughs> so then we go to our new segment two, which is Coastline Elements. And so this stays with our island type theme. Mm -hmm. We're on the coastline. And with that comes kind of three very significant or a trilogy of significant events, which is really, we have our sun in our island area, which is the brilliance. Mm -hmm. We have our island itself, which is really the grounding. And we have the water around us, which is 
oftentimes turbulent. Yes. So you will hear from us these three key mm-hmm. elements as we go through segment two on the coastline elements. And you'll also, of course, learn what movie, yes. uh, who our stars were, and we have the couple's chemistry, we have the smooch meter, we have our setting, makeup, hair, all of that, all coming up within the same segment as we usually have had. So Sally, Correct. why don't you give us, again, I think this was a good thing that we kind of get that yeah. hallmark summary of the movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. So this week we chose to watch Love in Zion National, which is a continuation of their National Park Romance series. In this movie, starring as leading lady Lauren, man, say that five times fast, is none other than Cindy Busby! We love Cindy Busby so much. And alongside her, starring as leading man Adam, is David Gridley, who is a new actor to Hallmark. So this was his debut film. Of course, Cindy has been in many, 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 many films, so not so much so. The synopsis I'm going to give you is incredibly brief. Hallmark says, assistant curator Lauren takes a journey to breathtaking Zion National Park. That is it. So we have a lot to fill you in on. (laughs) That is... Really understated. (laughs) This is probably one of the most uh, concise and nondescriptive summaries I think I've ever heard from, which is amazing because they push this movie a lot. Yes. I mean, we were very excited to see the series continued. Obviously, we covered Marry Me in Yosemite early in January. So this is the second one to be released. Mom has informed me there's over 400 national parks. So Hallmark, you've got a long journey ahead of you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But anyways, to really introduce our characters, we do have Lauren, who in classic Cindy Busby form is someone who is very intelligent, very hardworking, and devoted to their job. She's working at the Denver Museum Museum. of Natural History. Mm -hmm. When we open the movie, she's currently working with these wedding vases that were donated by someone who unfortunately had recently died. Carissa Hollingston. mm -hmm, And she was authenticating the pieces of art because they are part of the... Anasazi tribe. Tribe in Zion Zion National National Park. Park. Exactly. Which is where Carissa found them as Mm -hmm. a 14 or 15 year old when she was there with her parents. She's a very affluent or was a very affluent person. Had them for about 70 years. So obviously been the family a long time, but she has now passed on and has donated that to the Denver Museum of Natural History. Lauren is immediately noticing some discrepancies between the vases and she has a realization that a vase seems to be missing from the collection based off the markings on the sides. So as she's running to her boss, Margot, to unveil this realization, we unfortunately bump into another character, right, Mom? We do. We we bump into Grady. Yes. Who is a Hollingston as well. He yes. is a great nephew of Carissa. Mm-hmm. He has determined that Carissa was not in her right state of mm-hmm. mind at her death when she bequeathed these valuables to this museum and was giving family heirlooms away Mm -hmm. that he feels are part of their family and should stay in their family. Whereas, of course, 
Lauren, who has a soft spot for Zion yes. National Park because she and her mother mm-hmm. had gone there many, many times. It was kind Correct. of their bonding spot. It was, um, for her mother, it was the grounding spot for her. Mm-hmm. It's where she really found her being and her happiness. And they went there many times together. So Lauren realizes, no, you know, there's there's ownership to the original creators, the original artists of these Anasazi vases. And you, Mr. Grady, are not one of them. And your great aunt did bequeath them. However, he sees it differently and has taken to the court. And it will be decided by a judge mm-hmm. whether or not he gets them or the museum gets them. Correct. And this provokes Lauren to make a spontaneous trip to Zion National Park in efforts to search for that missing vase. Of her own fruition and in her own costs, so not sponsored officially and not part of a trip that is work-based but personal-based. Correct. And so she's trying to find this vase to establish the connection to the tribe to be able to circumvent Grady's... Right proposal that the vases should remain in his family because if she can establish that it is a foursome and that there is legal ownership within the tribe and that's where it belongs and trace it through the bloodlines then they have the legal claim to it and that's what she's trying to do and as she arrives at zion national of course we have to bump into our leading man whose name is adam adam is very much Not necessarily the polar opposite of Lauren, but whereas she tends to dive head first, he's a little bit more cautious, where she's very devoted to her work. He's very devoted more so to the land and puts more emphasis on that. We learn that Adam is a part of the Anasazi tribe as well. And he is able, of course, through the connections he has within his tribe to help Lauren discover more about what this missing base could even look like and where it could be located. So he connects her with his younger brother, Tate, who is just the classic goofy younger brother. He just wants to be on his phone. He seemingly wants little to do with the tribe's history and connection with the land. Nonetheless, he will be a key player later. Additionally, he introduces Lauren to his grandma, who is mm, love that classic, very motherly figure, very wise, always knows the right thing to say. Very Cassie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, because she has that aura of yes. understanding things beyond reality mm-hmm. and what you see and going into the spiritual Correct. side of things, which does really bode, obviously, to her yeah. inheritance. Mm-hmm. And she... Is she a, was wonderful. Yeah, she was. She yeah. really was. I loved her so much. And I loved how, once again, I know we saw it a little bit in the first National Park Romance series. We see once again where we're connecting the land with the cultures. So that was really a neat touch. But in speaking with the grandma, we learn that the location based off of Carissa's journal seems to be this hidden village area that's kind of like a pass through the mountains and Mm. it's a three-day journey so by foot yes adam and 
Lauren are gearing up for their long hike. At this point, I'm not gonna say it was necessarily a meet ugly. They, it's not that they were necessarily head to head, but they also weren't necessarily seeing eye to eye either. Right. They had very different ideas and expectations. He felt that, you know, the Denver Museum would normally send a whole surveying team, so already he knows something's kind of off about this expedition, whereas Lauren's trying to say, no, I, I have I have a vested interest in Zion National as a whole, as well as these pieces. Yes. This really is just a passion project of mine, really trying to appease him. So during their journey, I mean, they're coming across all kinds of scary things. We see a rattlesnake, for example. That was an intense scene. They're bonding a lot, sharing a bit about their pasts, specifically their romantic pasts. Um, classic Hallmark where, you know, the one has absolutely zero romantic history because they're too devoted to their work, a.k.a. Lauren, a.k.a. Yes. Cindy Busby. Yes. Because, as is the quote of our podcast, Cindy Busby never stops. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I just, I said it because, you know what, it's true. She doesn't. No. <laughs> so. She pursues. She does. Dog she does. Um, they pretty much write the same character for her every movie, yep. and I feel like it must just be... Very reflective for her as a person. But to get more to the point, classically, Adam did have a previous girlfriend who actually is the one who forced him to go to the Denver Museum of Natural History. Quite a far trek from Utah, right? Correct. That's that, where that's, I, that's where I it, see It's Zion interesting National that Park. out of all of them, she'd be like, let's go to Denver. Like, okay. <laughs> but needless to say, uh, as he's saying this, Lauren's heart is just dropping to the basement floor, and he says, well, she asked me to do that right before we broke up. And suddenly Cindy's like, mm, okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. And of course, throughout this whole time as well, just really having that bonding time because it truly is only them in the Camping. great big wilderness. Not glamping, yeah, not anything that Mama's I Mama's disappointed do. by the digs. I'm but- just saying, wouldn't, wouldn't happen with me. No, I'd be... I'd be finding a different mode of transportation. <laughs> Correct. And definitely lodging. Yes. Yeah. And all the while, while Lauren is on this trip, Margo is trying to cover for her because Grady is definitely poking around a little bit. He's asking, you know, I want to come to a resolution on this. Why don't we call in that person who is really devoted to the pottery, a.k.a. Lauren? And her boss is like, oh, she got sent to another assignment. You wouldn't want to know about it. You're bored by museum stuff. But that was the only heads up he needed to know that she was probably in search of something. Yeah. His tip off was her initial excitement about the vases. He was then able to conclude that there could have been another vase in the series. Of course, he didn't really care to know more. He didn't know that it was the third vase versus the fourth vase, all that stuff. Whereas we see that in sharp contrast to Lauren, mm-hmm. who's digging researching, doing a lot to understand what this culturally would have meant to the tribe, as well as connecting with the, the you know, descendants of the tribe members themselves mm-hmm. to hear more about that. So we get this stark contrast in Grady and the, another museum curator? No, he, he's oh. somebody who's hired by Grady, who I believe is some kind of a... <laughs> I want to say treasure hunter, but I'm not sure that that's the word to use. 
But it seems like well, let me that's... Let like a modern treasure hunter. Yeah, it seems like that's what he is. I, I did not note his name. I kept looking through my Yeah, notes. I don't I think we got a name. name. Uh, but he was very clear on if Picture she... the guy from Atlantis. Yeah. Who, like, the, yes. tries to steal the emperor. The, the Disney yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, lo- the lost If you could do it, it's identical. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Just put the face Literally look up Atlantis, the lost empire. He's yeah. going to be the main bad guy, okay? Yeah. So this is the, the main bad guy who's got the same English type accent yes. or Australian English, whatever it is, accent. And they have a copy of the diary yes. from Carissa, which doesn't surprise me because it right. is her it, great nephew. Yeah. And so even if the museum inherited some copy, there was probably another right. copy. Another copy, yeah. And then somehow he's already linked all this together, already knows there's a fourth vase, which I I don't know how he came to this conclusion well, too, because obviously he's not as astute as our city busby. <laughs> of mean, course honestly. he's not, but she did kind of she was very excited running to Margot and said, I need to talk to you about the vases. He kinda got his feelers out and was like, Okay, maybe our, something's going on here. Yes. And our villain yes. <laughs> has now has now told Grady, okay, you know what? We've got this diary. We know yeah. I think I know where this next va- this final vase right. is. So as Lauren and Adam are ambling along after their three-day journey. Yes. Following, finally, the signs of the birth. They found signs of growth. I don't think An they eternity. An eternity. And they were trying These to were find... were all connected with the pots that we already exactly. have. Exactly. So they found that path yeah. through some... The very, hidden village. Yes, hidden village area. And as they approach... Mm-hmm. They see two men walking out with, in a very Indiana Jones moment where they have a kind of almost like the lost ark, right? Okay. Where they're, they're, they're bringing it out and carrying it in front of them. Mm. And they know yeah. what that is, obviously. But behind them comes Grady, who she does know, and the other right. treasure hunter, who she doesn't know. Correct. And this is where we have our first... Yes, our first element. Element, which is the turbulence. So we have lots of little things of betrayal along the way, but this yes. is the biggest turbulence. This is the biggest... Yeah, this one was pretty egregious. Betrayal within our ocean around us, which was the fact that Grady and his treasure-digging buddy have now taken... Yes. ...the fourth vase, which we find uh, out is love, by yes. the way. It is, it's number three in the series, but right. it's, it's the fourth. It's the one that's missing. Not only have they taken it, but they make their statements and Grady throwing Lauren under the bus because mm-hmm. he makes his statements, especially to Adam and the way yeah. he hears it, make it appear that Cindy led them there. Right. Gave them all the breadcrumbs along for mm-hmm. the trail, you know, and it was very clear to them because of how she acted, where she went, what was right. happening, the tie with the diary, as, yes. as Sally had mentioned. A fourth and just being her there. going to Zion just National her being there. Yes, yeah. yes. And and on her own and right, making this. Right. Yes, so obviously a very Easy undercover trail type of... Right, right. Uh, uh, Unfortunately. And they did opt to skip the three-day hike and just go by helicopter. Yeah, they Hence by why helicopter, they were able is, to... Which is definitely... There. They saw the helicopter come in and they were told it was a nature photographer. Yeah. got clearance right. to come in. Correct. And, but the unfortunate thing it comes down to is that now Adam feels betrayed tremendously yes. in this turbulence moment. Yeah, because Cindy he... feels betrayed tremendously because right. she cannot believe that they have come and they are flying away right. with that fourth base. And there's Correct. nothing she can do about it because that gives Grady all the power 
Mm-hmm. That should he get control of the other three, yes. he then has the four, which he can leverage the fourth to get to the judge to say, I mm-hmm. should have the other three because then I have the match set of these right. wedding bases. Correct. And most specifically why this is a betrayal in Adam's eyes is because he had asked Lauren multiple times early yeah, on, is there she... anything you're not telling me about this? Like you seem to be in A, a very big hurry and B, have a very vested interest yeah. in this that I can't really account for. And she's being very assertive, like, no, it's just that Nash- Zion National has such a special place in my heart because of my mom. These vases, I want to make sure that they get uh, authenticated and restored to the tribe that they belong to. Right. All these things that just, like, you know, in the light of it, of what happened, just seem like, okay, you were not telling me the whole truth and you were just stringing me along. And most specifically... Lauren's main argument is, well, I didn't know Grady would show up here and take the fourth one, but you kind of have to ask yourself, was that really necessary in order for you to share the full truth with him? But the biggest, I think, part of the betrayal was when Grady was saying, you know, Lauren, we have an extra spot on the helicopter. You're welcome to join us to save yourself the hike. And Adam says, you know what? You belong with them. And it's like, yeah. oh, that cuts Harsh. deep. It did cut deep. It did. It cut it deep. It did. The water were extremely turbulent at that moment. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. she stuck with Adam. She did. And she he did. actually didn't leave her behind. No, he wasn't happy, but. But he they flew off. Yeah. And that was the end of our turbulence moment. Correct. And as we proceed then through. Yes. So, of course, Lauren is at alone now mm-hmm. she approaches the grandma because the grandma had given her a spirit guide to keep them safe on the journey yes. and she's saying you know i came to say goodbye things didn't go the way i wanted them to and the grandma has a very positive outlook she's like well you did find the fourth one you know the fourth the well really the third of the installment but the fourth base the missing base and she's like yeah but grady ended up taking it I'm, I need to go back to Denver to figure out how to pull the strings to get this back to you yeah. all. Yeah. And I also came back to give you back the spirit guide. And the grandma and her infinite wisdom is saying, you know what? You got to keep it. Your journey's not done yet. So Lauren holds on for now and seeks out Adam to say goodbye. Because again, she's trying to head back to Denver at this point. And I will say he was very cold and distant when she first started talking to him but he definitely saw her emotional response and her emotional response is basically that she does open up a bit more about her mother now Mm -hmm. she has mentioned the past her mother and she had the special connection to zion national park she was always drawn to the park she's familiar with the park she feels a part of the park and a part of that Anasazi culture and the fact that you try to preserve these things because it's all part of that natural being within the park. Yeah. The brilliant moment, the one that we see with the sunshine and and our new elements, is really where she shares that about her mother because he then probes a little bit into, well, what happened then with your mother? And Mm -hmm. she does state that, you know, she and her mother always had this thing of the next time we're at the park, the next time we're at the park, the next time we're at the park. And one time her mother did the next time and what she wanted to do and Lauren had to work. Lauren could not be there. The mother went. She was fine. She enjoyed it. She told Lauren about it. But unfortunately, the next morning, her mother didn't wake up. So she passed naturally, but very unexpectedly, very quickly, and in a way that for Lauren left her with unresolved 
next times with yes. her mom at Zion National Park, mm-hmm. which is why she had never been yeah. there from the time of her mom's death until Til now. Now, because yeah. she felt driven with this purpose that yes, she really that had to be there. this would be the next time. No matter what. Yeah. So I think a very kind of, you know, inspirational, yeah. emotional. And it does cause a change in art Because he goes um, from being very cold yeah. and saying like, mm, you know, fine, go back to Denver, do what you're going to do. And then he realizes that that, although he didn't get the full truth, it still was the connection with her mom that ultimately yeah. led her to be as devoted as she was. Yeah, so. and that, she does make that clear. She says, I'm doing this yeah. because this is what my mom would do. As she's driving out... Margot calls because, of course, at this point, Grady has the fourth base. She says, you know, she doesn't entirely know what's going on, but she does know that Grady has more leverage than he did before. And this is where Margot helps Lauren realize that if they can truly establish that blood tie, Grady will not have a legal foot to stand on anymore. Thusly, Lauren returns back to Zion National. And connects with the family. They start going through 10 very large boxes of files to try to go back to establish that that hidden village has a current present blood tie to the people. And to be able to find and locate that descendant to get them to step up and claim all the wedding bases, not just the one. Meanwhile... This is going to be a multi-day project, of course. And Margot is saying, you better hurry, Lauren... Grady is pushing this to the judge, like, right. ASAP. Right. So, like, Legal we, process we need will to, proceed, yes. Yeah, we need to get on this. So, the next day, as they are about to start their files, Adam shows up to Lauren's cabin and is like, you need to come with me because they cannot find the grandma. I was a little scared, but thankfully grandma was fine. We were able to follow her footsteps, and she was standing on a ledge that actually presumably would have been part of the community. Clearly it had been eroded quite a bit. But on this ledge, it showed all four of the symbols of the pots. So like mom said, the birth, the growth, the love, and the eternity symbols. So the grandma was able to recognize this from a picture of her with her father establishing that the bloodline that was part of that hidden village was actually none other than their own adam tate and the grandma with a letter to yes, prove to prove the family history the family history yes and the ties to yes. the creation Correct. of the wedding bases yes and the true then bloodline of legal claim and ownership yes and this is where we get to my element which is the island element or our grounding kind of message because i think what this movie in particular really showed is that although the land is not necessarily owned by the people that inhabit it the culture the art the way that they worked with the land all has inherent meaning All of the symbols had so much meaning in the movie. Everything that the grandma was saying from the wolf being a symbol of Lauren herself, of being away from home, needing to find that connection and restore that meaning once more. Those were all things that, again, cannot be separated from the people in the land, which I thought was really a cool grounding message because they wouldn't have been able to establish the blood tie otherwise. So as Adam is reading the letter, we kind of get the flash forward. We see... Grady begrudgingly giving the fourth vase, vase back back to Margot mm-hmm. in the museum mm-hmm. 
Because obviously that means the judge has ruled yes. that the set stays together and that Correct. they go to the original creators and owners. Yes. yes. And, and he's not happy. Adam is reading the letter from presumably his great-grandfather. I think so. That, you know, establishing this blood tie as they are going to unveil the pots in the... Anasazi Museum. Yes. In Zion National Park. Correct. So it's just a really sweet moment because they're all standing together and uh, the grandma gets the ultimate unveiling, which is just so perfect for the role that she played in this movie. before she unveils, Mm -hmm. she touches Lauren by the shoulder and says, you are home. Yeah. Your journey is over. Yes. Which is so cute. I loved that so much. And we do get a little flashy forward so we can reach our smooch meter because Lauren is explaining now that they were able to put that mystery to rest and really get the pots where they needed to be they were able to cultivate their love which of course is that third missing pot if you were paying attention and we get our smooch meter so mom thoughts lower than low that was just not even a smooch. I'm sorry. It was so functional. Mm. I rated so... it medium because it was tender, but I was specifically looking at the second kiss that they went in for. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Not there for me. Sorry. Yeah. Not critical. No, no chemistry whatsoever in this couple, my opinion. I just didn't get any chemistry at all. I feel like if we're moving on to the last elements, because that really is how we close out our movie. They they kiss yes. and yeah. presumably live happily in Ion National Park. Chemistry of our couple. I agree. This this movie was quite weak, especially compared to the ones that we have been watching yes. recently. There were a couple moments. There was a moment when they were looking up at the stars and he was kind of putting his arm around her. And it really looked like they were about to kiss as she was opening up about, you know, going there with her mom and stuff. But... Overall, I'd say, like, it wasn't a consistent thread. It was kind of an on-off thread, Mm -hmm. making it a little tricky to give an overall perspective. Mm -hmm. So not my favorite of the chemistries either, but fashion hair makeup. We love Cindy Busby. We love love Cindy Busby. She looks impeccable I didn't. All I, the time. I told Sally as we were watching, I, I wasn't, I didn't really like her hair styles, this much in this movie? I don't know what it was. It just didn't look Cindy to me. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm just, you know. It's kind it, of an in-between length it, right now, it, I feel like. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Her makeup, as always, very natural. Right. She tried was, a little bit more lipsticks on this she one. She did try mm-hmm. some, which was amazing when you're in a national park, I would think. Who puts on lipstick? <laughs> well, um, Cindy does. She Exactly. <laughs> I mean, as Cindy far as her, never stops. As far as the fashion, I mean, very appropriate for you're just in a park. uh, But her dress during the grand reveal at the Asazi Museum. Museum. Mm -hmm. Precious. Yes. Best shade of pink. Kind of a fuchsia almost. Or was it more? It's very nice. Yeah. It looks really good on her. She also pulls off the color yellow. Pulls off the yellow. Yeah. She had a yellow blouse. I called that one out being a little being the beast person that she is. (laughs) She's all about that yellow. Yeah. I do. I do love the color yellow. It's one of my favorites. He also had some very nice get-ups, I feel like. Of course, he was in the park ranger most of the time. But once they finally went on this three-day journey, we saw kind of the flannels and things like that. So I was definitely a fan after after the park ranger outfit. Sorry, just not my thing. So setting-wise, I, I, you know, all of the setting ones I did with nobody in them, I'm sure were from the park. They were yes. very authentic, I thought. I'd agree. The problem I had 
was anything with them in the park, I, yeah. it was all set. Yes. And if they had them looking at the broader part of the park, at the vistas and the actual mm -hmm. scenery, it was so fake. It was yeah. definitely green screen and not even hidden to be green screen. Right. Which was really, after all we've really been through oh, yeah. in the past... I don't know, two seasons. I mean, even, even comparing I to so Yo, even good. comparing to Yosemite, that yeah. that one was done better, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, for the scenery shots, and even was, I believe the wolf blame. that we see looked very CGI to me. I could yeah. be wrong, but I feel like that was a CGI wolf, and I was very confused by that because I'm like, there's got to be footage of a wolf somewhere like that we can utilize here. But needless to say, saying I liked Zion National, just not how they chose to portray it. Right. So, that being what it may, we will move on to our final new segment, which is Tropical Tallies. During this segment, as always, we'll be providing those counts. We are so thorough with our counts now. Thank you so much, Cindy, for your example. And we will be doing our woo-woo rating based off of our gorgeous golden retriever, Miss Nala Mama. You know her, you love her, you see her on the Instagram each week. You might see her a lot this week because it's been a couple weeks since we've and been she away. She was looking particularly and, yeah, she adorable She was very sweet today. tonight. So um, that being said, we'll just leap right on in. So mom, what counts did you take this week? Oh, let me tell <laughs> you about my counts, folks. So I had... The beverages. So I had yes. adult, hot, and I even threw in cold beverages right. as a possibility of... Because we're kind of in between seasons. Iced teas yeah. or, you know, anything this is the like bonus water, you know, water. Because they're in a national park. Okay. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, zero. So even when they're eating the meal with the grandmother, there yeah. are no beverages. Yeah. When they're having the reception, when they do the uh, reveal, yeah. everybody else has bubbly. Yes. But Our mains have zilch, zero, zippo. Yeah. In their hands, not a zero. I, I have no. I don't know that we've had one before. With like I don't think zero drinks at all. No, I don't think we like have. not a coffee. Not even a coffee when she's in the museum. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Grady didn't even have a coffee when he was stealing the last pot. I'm I a know. little disappointed. I mean, really? But he was in the helicopter. He could have had. A yeah, drink. he could have. But he didn't. Oh my! I was just so disappointed. There, there's my counts. There's my tally. Well, I will give you just a few more counts on my end. I took. Purses, shoes, and jackets. Yeah. Shoe count is only for Lauren, and that was six. Purse count, obviously, Lauren. There were three total. One oh. was a true purse, one was more a satchel, and one was a backpack. Okay. Which is counting back. I was going to say, I, I thought me too, yeah. but yeah, okay, backpack three, okay. Jackets, I got a count for Lauren and a count for Adam. Lauren had four, Adam had two, I'm not counting his National Park Ranger jacket, so that leads to a total of six if you were counting. So a little bit more on that end, but we have now reached the grand moment where we need to have our woo-woo rating. Like I said, Nala Mama expresses herself through woo-woos. If you've been listening to our podcast, you've heard a lot of woo-woos throughout the season. Once again, we'll be bringing you a new woo-woo for this season. There's always a new one. There always is. A new different pitch, pitch, different frequency. length, different everything. Yeah, We've got it all going. Gotta shake it up. Oh, yeah. Miss Nala Mama uses woo-woos to express herself, so we'll use woo-woos to express ourselves. On a scale of one to five, one being our least favorite Hallmark movie we've ever watched, five being our most favorite Hallmark movie we've ever watched. And, Mom, what did you give this movie? So I gave Love at Zion National Park 
a 2.5. Okay, rule rating. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. I was disappointed in the chemistry. That's fair. I was disappointed in the fact that I felt so much of it was forced. I love Cindy Busby. Did not believe this was one of her better acting jobs for Hallmark movies. Yeah. I think the most she gave was was my brilliance moment, which was when she yeah. conveyed the, the story about her mother. Yeah. That was the most emotional, the most connected I found her to this. Mm-hmm. I could not find the connection and the belief in her character mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Different parts I could. Yeah. Other parts, I missed it. Adam, I had no connection to whatsoever. Couldn't couldn't even gel with, with the whole character there. Loved the grandmother. Yeah. Loved Actually, the... loved Tate even yeah, more I than Adam. Tate. Or even the other uh, National Park lady there who was always in the uh, the center. No, no. Was it Allie? I don't know what her uh, name was. Even Millie. She... Millie? Might have been Millie. Might have been Millie. Even she was a better character. Really did not appreciate green screen type things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's rough. Like, even the snake scene was so forced, so fake, so unrealistic. <laughs> Wasn't even scared in the least of it. I just had no... Like, I don't know where reality was in this movie. I, I just... Yeah. I, I was not connected to it. I gave Love and Zion National a three woo-woo rating. I went for a standard average rating because... I didn't necessarily hate this movie. In fact, the things that brought it up, I'll start with that. Okay. I really appreciated the cultural ties, again, alongside that first one. I like that that was a continuing element because I think we can't have a conversation about national parks without talking about land ownership and preserving the nature elements in addition to the land that often was set aside for national parks being specifically tied in with with tribes. So I really liked that we continued that plot line because I think otherwise it would have fallen a little bit flat. Additionally, I liked the specific elements in this movie of wisdom, love, belonging, finding home, all those tropes that really made this movie kind of have those feel-good elements. Obviously for me, some of the things that lowered that rating, same thing, lack of chemistry. I feel like Cindy's been able to have chemistry with other people besides Christopher Russell. I'm not gonna totally blame her on this one. That was a but... that was a run up uh, potential second quote for our movie, which was oh yeah, he's no Christopher. We do love our Christopher, but I don't know. I was a little disappointed in the chemistry, like we said. I really wanted to see more from both people. Mm. Additionally, I feel like this movie was more serious. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because on the one hand, I think the content in it was more serious. Mm. What we were talking about wasn't some frivolous, like, whatever, whatever. We're talking about something that literally belonged to a tribe and it's being taken by someone who sees it as his birthright just because he was born into this privileged family. So I feel like if we would have made that a little bit more lighthearted, I probably would have been like, ooh, that's a little not the material to make lighthearted. But at the same time, it almost didn't leave room for it to feel like our classic Hallmark movie. So like, I don't know. That's where I'm like, I'm kind of stuck. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'd have to sit with that for a while, but I just wanted to get that out there because I feel like that 
was kind of an in-between where it didn't necessarily raise it, but it also didn't necessarily lower it either. It just felt like we were serious the whole time, I guess. Mm. And again, I wouldn't want this content to be treated lighthearted. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like that's where we would normally see kind of like the chemistry and like the fun moments. But there wasn't really any fun no. moments in this one. It no. was a lot of grief, a lot of trauma, a lot of taking things that don't belong to you and not really caring whatsoever and having a conscience. So those were our thoughts on Love and Zion National, a National Parks Romance. Once again, this was part of the bonus originals that were released following Spring Into Love, but prior to June Weddings. As you can probably guess, we will be leaping yes. into some of those wedding special movies because we are a little late to the game. We know we're starting early June. Yeah, but they've already been, yeah, they've been, they've releasing been these them out. out pretty pretty quickly. So, yes. yeah, we've got, uh, we've got some a little ground to make up. To but we really wanted to cover this one because it is a series we care about. And, of course, I mean, Cindy Busby. Cindy Busby. Yeah. I mean, we're going to cover a movie with Cindy Busby. It's exactly. just what's going to be true. Exactly. <laughs> well, as always, we will cap off our episode with our shout-outs. Shout out to Tessa. Your birthday's coming up. We love you. We love you. What's going to happen on the birthday? (laughs) Shout out to our husbands, to Mark and Nick, and to their wonderful support for us and our podcasting efforts. And especially since Mark just celebrated a birthday. Lots of birthdays in this family early June. And Nala has one Mm -hmm. coming up too, folks. So stay tuned for that one because she will be all over the gram for her birthday. Yes, yes. That and is for sure. Trust me, we are planners. We've already planned out what we'll be watching for Nala's birthday, oh, so you'll yes. definitely be wanting to stay tuned for that Oh, you well. will. Shout out to our alcohol provider for the evening. Not, Not your father's root beer. Love it. So yummy. And what was your alcohol? It was a Chardonnay from a uh, winery in Michigan that Tessa Perfect. had gotten. Sorry about that. Yes, shout out yes. to Jess for... Taking Tessa to set a winery. We had to shout out our alcoholic beverages to up our adult beverage count to two. Yeah, two. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, shout out to all of our lovely listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark chitter chatter. Again, be prepared, buckle up, get a nice iced tea or iced coffee, whatever your preference may be. Uh, because we will be it's leaving be into those summer wedding season weddings. weddings. Time yes. to move on. I love, this is the first year that I know of that Hallmark has done June weddings specific. So we'll have True. to see what they are bringing. Uh, so until next week. Cheers! Cheers.